Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great. Uh, in this episode, we are going to discuss about how to fit implant restoration single crown. Uh, in the last three episodes, we discussed about differences between teeth and natural uh, natural teeth and implants and treatment planning. We discussed about how to take implant impression. We discussed about what instructions you need to give to your laboratory technician in order to get a proper prosthesis back. In this episode, we will discuss about how to fit implant restoration. Now, we discussed last time that there are two different types of implant restoration. You have a screw retained and you have cement retained implant restoration. Now, in my practice, I have been doing screw retained implant restoration for now nearly 11 years. I have not done a single cement retained uh, restoration in that time. Before that, I used to do a lot of cement retained restorations, but there has been data uh, suggesting that the, there is a high risk of cement leaking down into the peri-implant uh, mucosa and uh, it can cause a peri-cementitis which means uh, inflammation because of the residual of the cement and it's very difficult to remove the excess cement. <clears throat> uh, so um, in this episode I am going to discuss mainly about screw retained implant restoration if you do want to know about how to cement cemented uh, uh, implant restoration then do visit uh, the click on the link below where uh, in the description where I will be doing webinar and I'll be going through how to uh, cement implant supported restoration a bit more in detail and more with the diagram so hopefully that will help you however as i said my main restorations are screw retain restorations which i'm going to cover here um, so once you get the restoration back from the laboratory you need to first make sure that the restoration seats okay uh, on the model fits well uh, similar to like you would do for normal crowns you need to make sure that you've done uh, all the assessment before <clears throat> you take that restoration patient's mouth then you would uh, put the restoration in some sort of a disinfector. Uh, ideally, you need to uh, use a uh, some sort of a water jet or something to clean any debris from the implant restoration and then place that into chlorhexidine uh, to disinfect it. <clears throat> um, once that's doing that, you need to then check, similar to like a single crown, you need to check existing shimstock holes. You need to check the ICP contact points and guidance before you fit any restoration. So what's the existing occlusion look like? So you need to be aware of that. Make mental record or record it in your notes. Um, then you are going to remove the healing abutment, which your implant surgeon would have placed. Um, so remove the healing abutment, irrigate the channel uh, using chlorhexidine. So anytime uh, I would put a, a crown, even if I've taken the crown off and putting back in again straight away, I would always put chlorhexidine uh, and wash that with chlorhexidine. That's the that's the best practice to make sure there is no contaminants or anything inside the screw channel. So you, you irrigate that with chlorhexidine, place the implant restoration then into the implant till it slots in. You need to make sure that it um, slots in nicely and most of the time unless you have pure conical connection um, 
you will feel implant restoration slotting in unless also if there is an external hex um, implant where sometimes it's difficult to you, for you to feel slotting it in. But generally, you will have a feeling that it's slotted in uh, and it fits snugly into the implant. <clears throat> Once that's done, um, you need to put, uh, start obviously screw screw it screw it screw the implant restoration inside the implant um, before you start doing that you need to rotate the screw anti-clockwise uh, to make sure that you hear that click so once you hear the click uh, of implant um, uh, so the screw clicking that means that the screws are now aligned with the threads of the implant <clears throat> the reason i do this is to avoid cross-threading your screw into the implant so make sure that you unscrew motion. So you push the crown down into the implant, put the screw into inside the crown, use a driver, implant driver, and instead of screwing the screw in, you just do unscrew, but keep pressing the screw into the implant and you'll hear a click. Again, it's very easy to show you in a visual demonstration, but that will make sure that the, the, the threads are aligned. And then you'll start screwing the screw back in. Now, as soon as you start screwing in, um, you will have a time where you'll start feeling resistance, i.e. screw becomes tighter. At the first instance where it starts to become resistant, you need to stop and check the contacts. <clears throat> Make sure that the contacts are not too tight. Because this is mechanical uh, prosthesis, you can literally either break the screw if you break if your contacts are too tight or make the restoration not seat properly. So to make sure the contact not, not too tight, uh, make sure if it needs to adjust it, you take the crown out, you put articulating paper between the contacts, put the crown back in and uh, go back to that first point of resistance and try and pull the articulating paper out so you get a mark on your crown and then you adjust the crown, the contact points, uh, and then polish it and place it back in until you know that the contacts are not too tight. Once that's done, and if this, if you're still feeling resistance, that means the gum may be pushing uh, the crown. And this happens when you don't have customized healing abutment or you haven't used provisional restoration, you're going straight from healing abutment to final restoration. Uh, if you start feeling that resistance, then you just need to slowly tighten the screw. Now, this can be uncomfortable for patients. So do offer patient uh, an option of having local anesthetic. That's what I do. I tell patient that, look, I can give you injection from the beginning. Uh, that means that guarantees that you're not in pain. Or if you don't like injections, then we can try. 80%, um, 70 to 80% of the time, patient don't need injection, but there are 30% where patient needs injection. So you would tell patient and then let patient know what they want to do. So once um, you have turned completely, um, you will see generally the marginal ridges should align if it's the same in the model. Um, so try and visualize what you saw in the model and see if the same replicates in the mouth. <clears throat> Before you check occlusion, you need to take a rest, uh, radiograph now to confirm the crown has seated properly. So first you're going to check contact points, then you will see if there's a blanching of the gum, which is fine, but you need to keep continue uh, pressing. Now, if the blanching is too much and it's not allowing crown to go in, then you may have to do small crestal incision to relieve the gum a little bit. And then maybe a couple of sutures after you fit the crown. Um, doesn't happen that often, but uh, if, you, if you need to, then you need to be prepared for that. Um, so once you do the screw, screw, screw the crown in, 
once you know that it's seated, hand tighten, seated, then you take periapical radiograph. Once you've taken the radiograph, make sure that it's seated properly. Again, if it's a butt joint connection, then you will not, you will, you shouldn't see any space between the abutment and the implant. If you see a white a black line or a space, that means that it's not seated properly. Um, and <clears throat> if it's a conical connection, then you you don't really know. Generally, uh, you have to see what you saw on the model whether it replicates the same way. <clears throat> so um, that will you will have to make a judgment on that. Once the radiographs are fine and you're happy with it, then you are going to retighten the screw usually it takes 10 minutes to screw to uh, relax a little bit so you can tighten it again with the hand uh, so you retighten the screw <clears throat> then you will put just hand tighten you'll put ptfe tape and i generally put like a clip or some sort of a temporary composite material uh, into the hole just two millimeter thickness so the rest of it is ptfe two to three millimeter is that uh, temporary filling material and cure it the reason we don't talk the uh, implant uh, is because um, I want you want to test the occlusion and everything for six to eight weeks before you tighten and talk the implant. Because once you talk the implant, you need to change the screw if you have to remove the crown. Now there are a couple of things. Um, when the technician sends you crown, the technician ideally should send you a new screw to go with it you can't use the same screw what technician used in the laboratory on the analog uh, because that would have been worn down so in, ideally you, you need to have a new screw or you can keep the keep the screw bite from straight from the implant supplier and then just change it by yourself the other thing is we haven't discussed occlusion of the main thing <clears throat> so once you fit the crown once you're happy that you know the fitting's good then you need to check the occlusion. Che occlusion comes last because let's say if the crown is not fitting very well, the occlusion won't go right. So anyway, so um, make sure that the crown's fitting well, everything's fine. Then you check the occlusion. For single crown, uh, for single tooth, it's pretty straightforward. You want um, the tooth to be out of occlusion, so it needs to be. It needs to have a, some occlusal clearance uh, around thirty micron, and it's very easy to achieve. You can get around twelve to fourteen micron thick articulating paper double the articulating paper and check the occlusion and if if it is proud <clears throat> if you see the marking on the crown you adjust it um, make sure that there is no guidance on the implant unless you are intending now if it's a single implant crown then guidance is not an issue you have that means if it's just doing single implant then there are other teeth around which will hopefully be in a position to share the guidance if it's a canine then you need to have a lateral excursion on premolars using group function and avoid canine now if you have a canine implant and then the rest of them are also implant then you'll have to share the guidance and make it as shallow as possible okay but generally if you're just doing single tooth implant restoration then you'll have teeth around that implant to get share the guidance obviously for molars it's pretty easy you're not going to get get any guidance if it's an anterior tooth like the central incisor or lateral incisor again use the remaining of the central and lateral incisors and avoid the guidance um, on that and on the implant you will have 30 micron occlusal clearance so for smaller cases the occlusion becomes pretty straightforward when it comes to doing implant so now once we check the occlusion 
um, make sure the fitting's okay, take a radiograph, be happy with it. You let the patient go for six to eight weeks for, as a trial. So patient's going to try everything, make sure patient's happy with it. And once the patient comes back, then you need to remove all the old filling and PTFE tape and assess the screw for any loosening or mobility or any occlusal issues. You also need to see any tissue, uh, any issue with the tissue around the, around the implant. Everything's fine. Then you can talk the implant between 15 to 35 Newton centimeter, depending on the manufacturer's guideline. Once it's talked, you then irrigate the channel, the, the in, implant channel, and then with the chlorhexidine, dry it, put a PTFE, and then fill it using composite material. Um, <clears throat> sometime, if the metal of the channel is showing, you can use a metal opaque to, op to, to cover that channel and then place the composite because otherwise you can see a gray hue and some of the time patient may not like it. This is something you need to really discuss with patient before you do implant because that's a disadvantage of the screw retain implant for the posterior teeth. Um, let's say especially mandibular teeth where patient can see the hole if it's not um, the, the excess screw channel hole if it's not filled up properly. So you need to use a masking agent to mask the metal. If the technician's done their job properly, you will have a metal right up to the occlusal air, maybe one millimeter shy of the occlusal area because you want the porcelain to be supported. If you have a tie basis, which is very, very small um, abutments, then you won't see that. So that is a good test for you to check whether you can see that metal channel or not. Um, so that's, uh, and then, and then of course, you will do the maintenance, which we'll cover in the next episode. So once that's done, um, you will leave the patient and, you know, discharge the patient and carry on doing maintenance. There are a couple of things I wanted to cover. So if you uh, have, when you are fitting the crown in, and if the contact points are a bit tight, what you can do is use IPR strips to lighten the contact rather than drilling the contact because sometimes contacts are just enough, just tight enough, but you want to make it a little bit lighter. And if you put a bird to it, uh, you might create an open contact. Then you have to just send it back to lab, the restoration. So sometimes I use IPR strip <clears throat> if it's uh, either side, it's a natural teeth uh, to, to create a yellow IPR strip. So very, very small one to create a little bit light contact um, and then tighten the tighten this, the implant crown. Uh, if the restoration is too tight or occlusion is too high, and if you use the red diamond burr to adjust it, make sure you have a porcelain polishing burr to polish the restoration. It's very important that you polish any porcelain. Uh, if it's really, you have to, if you have to adjust a lot, then you need to send the whole restoration back to technician in order to for them to do reglazing. So you need to glaze the restoration again in order for them to uh, make sure that the restoration is not very abrasive to the opposing dentition. And uh, as I said before, it's ideal to um, change the screw every time you take the untalk the screw. Um, because the, the screw gets stretched and it is not the same next time when you use it. So ideally, you need to use new screw when the restoration comes back from the uh, laboratory. And then every time you talked and untalked, you need to ideally have a new screw. 
And don't forget to give patients some sort of occlu occlusal appliance if you think a patient's grinding and bruxist. So I hope you found this episode useful. In the next episode, we are going to discuss about how to maintain and what is the maintenance protocol include when it comes to implant restoration. Thank you.